dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hey folks, Old Man Grognard here. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're all doing well. Well, let's see. We didn't have a game last night, so it's going to be till next Monday until I game again, I think. Oh well. But in the meantime, I have you people to talk to. And what I want to talk to today about, or I want to talk about today, is Adventure Generation again from a different angle. Now, I've use different ways of doing this and different different techniques of coming up with a plot and an adventure. I'm usually on the fly, but sometimes I get more time. But one of my favorite games is Savage Worlds, and one of my favorite Savage Worlds settings is Thrilling Tales. It is a supplement for Savage Worlds by Gareth Michael Sharka, who's I think did a brilliant job on here. He's had a little trouble lately with his Kickstarters and things, but I love this 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 uh, supplement and the subsequent sup- support he's done for it. He, I think he started this in D20, third edition, and then he converted everything over to Savage Worlds, but he puts a great adventure generator. This is one of the things I loved about... about the Savage Worlds was they usually put an adventure generator in their supplements in their in their campaign ideas. This is all about pulp if you hadn't figured that out already. Yeah, so let's uh, talk about the adventure generator because it's really good because he bases it on a literary source, and I'll explain that to you right now. He he. He bases this, this on the author Lester Dent's master plot formula. Lester Dent created Doc Savage. And it's a formula he used that I think a lot of film, a lot of noir, a lot of pulp, especially like pulp detective novels, things like that, used to, to use this. <laughs> to create their adventures, I, I think I think uh, Raymond Chandler boiled it down to: here's how my plot works. I get a basic plot, and then it's ODTAA, which means one damn thing after another. In other words, he keeps thing keeps things going. His idea is: any, anytime your anytime your story gets starts getting slows down, have some guy with a gun break through the door and start shooting at your hero. Well, that's a little bit simplistic, but Lester Dent broke it down into like four acts. And uh, it seems to work, and they based this on here. So we're going to get into that right after this. Okay, so what he breaks it down, like I said, into four acts. Here's how the adventure generator works. First of all, Find a different murder method for a villain to use, a different thing for a villain to be seeking, a different oracle, a menace which is to hang over the cl- a cl- like a cloud over a hero. One of those things, maybe two, who knows? So, now he broke it down into like 
when he did it, he he broke it down into the so many so many. I think first fifteen hundred words is the first act. First, when I was doing the National Novel Writing Month one year, my problem was I wrote a story. I didn't know how to break it up into chapters, but this kind of helps you here. So what do we got? What we do is we introduce the hero and swat him with a fistful of trouble. Now I'm quoting Lester Den on this. Introduce all other characters as soon as possible and bring them in on the action. And the hero's endeavors will land in an actual physical conflict. So hero as in group of heroes. Just when I say hero, think group of heroes. So, okay. So, they, he finds a dead body. Uh, something explodes. Uh, you know, he's, they've got hook hook table here you can roll. But, you know, and your supporting characters, you can roll those if, too if you want. If you already have them, you get them in on the action, and then things start happening. And it goes from there. Now, the second act, it leads into the second act. The hero makes some headway, corners the villain, villain, or somebody in physical conflict, a surprising twist, in which the hero probably gets it in the neck bad to end the act. Because the hero is being heroic, he struggles and struggles. It leads another to another physical conflict and a surprising plot, plot twist. I got that backwards. That was the second act. Second act has the plot twist. The third act, he's making some headway. He has a, a, a conflict with the villain. And so he gets in the act. So he's down low. The hero is down low. The hero or heroes is down low. And then in the fourth act, he extricates himself using his own skill, training, or brawn. The mysteries remaining. One big one held over his this point will help grip the interest are cleared up in the course of the final conflict as the hero takes on the situation in hand, which leads you to the epilogue. So it's rising action, rising action, rising action, climax, denouement. The usual, usual story structure. So you take a hero who's fighting some bad guy. And maybe, and also, you don't really have to. As far as I'm concerned, you don't really have to clean up plot, all the all the plot threads, because if you're doing this, is uh, if you're doing this with a group of characters and it's a campaign, you know, you always want one or more plot plot threads to be hanging. Usually, in the form of the villain gets away to fight another day. That rhymes, but sometimes that doesn't happen, especially like in a D and D thing. But there's always something there that you know they've got to clean up later on. So you have the hero, the conflict, the other heroes, the the supporting people, and you have that going for you. That's the first act. Second act again, it is they struggle, they struggle, they struggle. They lead up to another physical conflict and a surprising plot twist. Make some headway, corners the villain. Another surprising plot plot twist. Somehow the hero gets down, he's down, he comes back up using his own skill. So, say, let's see, first act, you've got a bunch of characters and they're looking for a gem that's going to stop the villain from destroying the kingdom. Okay. 
So you get them introduced, you get them involved, and then you start going questing for it. So you quest. You might have two or three different places you have to find. Or you get he. This guy knows where you can find this guy who definitely knows where you can find the gem. So and in, and all along the way, if the villain is onto them, he will be making trouble for them all along the way. Now, that's the first act. So they find out more information about, say you get to the second guy who knows where the gem is. That's the end of the first act. Second act would be, would be, what did I say? Second act, they continue. They find out the gem is in this temple high up in the, in the top of a mountain where they have to go and retrieve it from this ancient temple that hasn't seen anybody in millennia. So there's your dungeon stuff and of course the hero the villain dogging them all along the way now this is the part where i like to have the villain in as an initial encounter i see this you see this in the movies all the time in fact you can probably predict it in certain like like there's tv shows where you can almost you can almost predict it you go oh okay there's the actual villain and he's really fighting he's really good but it's only half hour into the show, so he has time. So the, something's going to happen to the villain. Something's going to happen where he get away. He throws more minions at him or something. He gets away in a helicopter. I don't know. So you have that. So the third act is, is the heroes in the temple grabbing the gem, and then the villain strikes with his minions. He captures them. He takes the the gem from ha ha I can I can now rule the kingdom ha 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 and that's the end of the third act a lot of fighting but the heroes are down fourth act they come they rally they come back somehow he 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 locks them away or he lock he better yet he takes he takes the he takes the gem, says his minions, everybody get out of here. I'm going to leave them here because the place is falling apart for one reason or another. So they have to fight their way out, and he thinks they're dead. And it's a classic Bond villain thing. He never watched them die. So they can get back. They rally. They, they go back. They regroup and head over and just kick his butt from here to Sunday. Then you have the end of the adventure. But... But the gem didn't. He did not use the the gem in the in the gem in the uh, ceremony, whatever he had to use, because he stopped him. What are you going to do with the gem? What happened to the gem? Did the villain die, or did he get away? Did the power kill him, or did he have some kind of I don't know magical spell to teleport him, or something like that? So that's the kind of thing you can leave open, or you can wrap them all up. You know, the villain's dead. The gem is destroyed. La, da, 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 we are happily ever after. So, that's the way that goes. That's, that's a structure right there. Now, you might have trouble with the third act because no players like to be down. You know, they don't like to be sub subjected, but you can do it in such a way that they don't need to be captured or anything, just held at sword point or spell point or something like that. They get away, and then it's a mad chase bad guys get out. It's a man chase out of the temple. It's a man chase for the bad guy who also already has, you can say, because of magic, he has a 150 mile head start. And they're after him and they get there just in time to stop him. How exciting. 
what a great cinematic thing right there. So using Lester Dent's 4-act synopsis there, and he said every act is 1,500 words for a novel, so you have a 6,000-word uh, novel. And so that's a great way to think of adventures in that 4-act that for I mean, Hollywood's been using that for years. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of films out there that strictly adhere to that, and some of them are not very good, and some of them are great. But anyway, try it out. Let me know what you think. So, if you want to talk to me about this or argue or something like that, you call me and you can send me an email at oldmangrognar@gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are funded, so as little as ninety nine cents a month, you two can support my podcast, and I would thank you. Thank you again, Jonathan, Oliver, Mark, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, and Daniel, for contributing to this program. And don't forget, Mark Walrings, the Yawning Out Bear. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye bye. Questions, comments, send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Mm-hmm.